What's up, cover crew? We have a spooky Halloween show for everyone. Theo gives me a Halloween quiz. We recap our week seven, which was good. Could have been a lot better if Cody Parkey knew how to kick an extra point. He does it to us again. We do a trick-or-treat themed red zone rant right at the beginning. And the election is clearly coming up because Theo and I do not agree on much this week. Did I ever use that joke? I think I already used that joke, but it doesn't matter. What does matter is eventually Theo and I align on our five favorite plays for week eight. So stick around, you crazy goons and goblins. Let's get into it. What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. Yo. There he is. Welcome to Better Coverage, episode 30. 30, do you think we'd get there? Uh, no. No. Well, here we are. So for our 30th episode, I was thinking I'm just going to read off a list of my favorite 30 athletes. You ready? All 30? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a lot. <laughs> but Do you know how long and boring that would be? I mean, if you just rattle them, like... <laughs> one after another. Yeah, one. Devin yeah. Hester, here we go. Yeah. All right. That's um, not a bad like, edition. Okay, that's whatever. Yeah. Instead, this is episode 30. It's our spooky Halloween edition. Ooh. What are you dressed up as? Hey. Why are you dressed so scary? It's Halloween. Uh currently nothing. Yeah, I figured. You're not much of a dresser upper, are you? Well, it's the twenty eighth, so I know, but if this was on Halloween, would you be dressed up? Um, not this year, no. Yeah, weird year, and, like, are you just supposed to dress up and just, like, vibe out in the kitchen as, like, Dracula by yourself? I'm not opposed to it, but... I am. (sighs) Yeah. Schedule, today, Super Contest Update, Halloween Quiz. Did you prepare that for me? Yeah, we got the quiz. Nice. Soon-to-be sponsor, Red Zone Rant. Both will preferably be Halloween edition. Week 7 Recap. I got a little trick-or-treat for you. Theodore Theories and then Week 8 Breakdown and our five favorite plays. So we'll break down every game. And then the goal of each of these podcasts is for Theo and I to align on our five favorite plays to enter into the Westgate Super Contest. And we will win that contest and then we'll win a bunch of money. You guys will tail our picks and do the same. Speaking of treats, last night the Dodgers got a treat when the uh, Rays pulled Snell. What you think of that? Uh, what are you doing? That's one of those, like, it's not even a career-defining moment. It's not even a hindsight 2020 thing, because I was watching it, and I was like, even if this works, it right. doesn't make sense. Like, right. you have to throw analytics out, and this is a situation where that guy's in the zone. It's the World Series. You got you to gotta change some things up. Yeah, I don't understand any of it. I also just uh, ate a can of raw tuna, so I think, yeah. you know, that's probably not <laughs> something you would ever do in your life, I would think. Definitely not. <laughs> Have you ever had tuna? Uh, I'm not trying to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Super contest recap. Let's get into it. So I went 2-2-1, 57.6%. I'm tied for 289. My wins were Panthers, Steelers, losses, Seahawks, Patriots. My tie was the Browns. Very similar situation as the previous two weeks where, like, again, noon games kick off, going into the fourth quarter, and I'm like, I'm going to have a 5-0 week. And then the Browns, that was a brutal one because oh my god, 
That was the one I just wanted. I was that like, I hurts. want this. I want this one. Once you what put is, the bets in, there's not much hard. you can do. So it's like, what what are you going to do? But make an extra point. I try not to get too emotional, but this one this one hurt. How could you not? I mean, extra point is a whole other situation. You're you're allowed to be angry at that. What did you do? Because I I stood up and I was an inch away from the TV, like yes, and then I just yelled, "Do not miss the extra point!" And then I fell to the ground. I somehow knew he was going to miss. Like every bit in my bones knew that he was going to shank it somehow. Yeah, not ideal. And then it was just like confirmation when it happened. I was like, oh my God, like this always happens. But Yeah, so we had the Browns miss extra point and then Seahawks loss was another tough one. Brutal. So Yeah, that was a tough one. And then my entry went 3-2, 54.3%, uh, tied for 432. Wins were Panthers, Packers, and Chiefs. Losses were Cowboys, which I was definitely wrong about, and then the Seahawks, which was – Tough one. And then our combined entry at better coverage, three, one and one, fifty-eight point eight percent tied for two twenty-fifth. I think this this one hurt the most. Um our wins were Panthers, Packers, and Chiefs. Loss for Seahawks and the tie was the Browns, both of which I feel should have been wins. Um but we said the five and zero weeks are that, coming. Still yeah, feel it, it. That was a tough one. Tough one to swallow. What uh, what place gets paid, if I may ask? Uh, top 100. All right, so we're getting there. In we'll striking get there soon distance, enough. yep. Halloween quiz time. As I said, this is the Halloween episode. Going to have a lot of spooky music in the background. Um, what do you got for me? Well, hello, my ghouls and goblins. Yeah, I got five questions for you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, who is winning a pumpkin pie eating contest, Roethlisberger Ooh. or Philip Rivers? That's Roethlisberger. I don't think it's even close. Really? Yeah, Rivers has like nine kids. He needs to bring a bunch of pies home for them anyway. And I think Roethlisberger true. is just a – he's more of a savage where I think that Philip Rivers, Rivers is not a savage? He is, but he would he wouldn't execute. He would like fumble the pie. He would start crying. Yeah. He would just he would give up. He'd start yelling at the judges. I think Roethlisberger wouldn't even know he was in a contest. He would just eat a bunch and win. Yeah, he just does that every night anyway. Makes <laughs> yeah, sense. correct. The children walk up to the house and ask trick or treat. You're Bill Belichick. What's your response? Ah. <laughs> uh... I think he just says, like, something weird that they don't even understand, like something philosophical, asking them to define what trick-or-treat means, or he has, like, a poem ready to read. He's definitely not giving them candy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, definitely not. Tom Brady is known for his health regimen. He doesn't even eat strawberries. When's the last time you think he ate candy? (sighs) I think he's eating candy all the time. I just think he's not telling us about it. I think he's living a double life, and... uh, he just doesn't want anyone to know his secrets. You own a haunted house. Which player is your number one hire and what's their role? I'm going to say DK Metcalf to chase yeah, down Yeah, it's got to be a huge individual. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to dress this guy up as 100% like big, a big huge man. zombie Frankenstein. Yeah. You're going to put a bowl out that says only take one piece. And when someone takes more than one, he just goes after them. He would gun them down in like 10 yards. That's okay. It. Last question, question number five. In any term of measurement, cup, pound, bucket, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yep. How much candy could Andy Reid put down in one sitting? 
I would say a boatload, and I literally a mean boatload. a boat. I literally mean a boatload, like a decent sized boat. But he's taking his kids' candy when they go to sleep. That's for sure. Hundred percent. The the old bait and switch. Like you guys <laughs> yeah. got this huge pillow bag of candy, and then give him like a fourth of it. He's but, like the rare it parent. His, his dad's secret stash. He's the rare parent that like. He wants to stay out longer than the kids because he knows that means more candy for him. Right. So he's sending his it's kids out. beneficial. His kids are ringing doorbells business. till like midnight. <laughs> Will that end it? That's all we got. Let's get into soon-to-be sponsor, Red Zone Rant. Um, let's start with soon-to-be sponsor. I just got Spirit Halloween. I think that's what it's called. It's this one, yeah. you know, that Halloween shop that's just always open for like a month a year you don't really know how they do it but there's just like a random random abandoned building and then they're like yeah we're gonna buy that and be open for a week i don't get how they do it but they they don't do it well either they just make money you walk in and it's not really organized there's like racks that are just all the costumes are out of their bags it's kind of exactly what you want though it's kind of scary in there to begin with I just shout out to Spirit Halloween. They'll take like a TJ Maxx and in like two days turn it into a Halloween store and you just don't even know how they did it. Yeah, I mean, those costumes cost like $5. They're pieces of shit and they charge like 50 plus. So that's how they're doing it. Uh, doing it the right way. Yeah, we're all, we're all just suckers for it. My soon-to-be sponsor is Fun Slides slash Miniature Candy. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, depends on the candy. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, Snickers, I always was just like, just give me a big-ass Snickers. But I guess it's cool because you... Well, here's the thing. You get you, you get more enjoyment and it takes longer to eat it. I guess that's that's the thing. The only thing that it's good for, which I'll get into later, is Starburst. Because you can't have, like, rogue Starburst that yeah. just gets into iffy territory where they're open and stuff. When there's, like, two Starbursts in there, that's nice. Yeah, plus you just throw away the yellows. But, uh... It's <laughs> it's really just an appropriate amount for one sitting, but yeah. if you do want more, you don't feel like a piece of shit tearing through more. So when it comes down to it, you're like, ah, oh, I've only had like seven of these, which is like two times the amount of a normal one, but you feel better about it. It's like the option. Yeah, I had a coworker that was the opposite. I think he would eat more, and there would just be like well, yeah, wrappers. But you don't feel as bad can. about it. Yeah, it felt felt bad to look in his trash can and just see chaos. But I get where your head's at. So your soon yeah. sponsor is just any fun size. Oh yeah, anything. All right, let's get into red zone rant. You know what really grinds my gears? Mine. I think I talked about this last year, but it's just like halloween nowadays compared to what it used to be when me and you were growing up like there was a chance you might get murdered that night it was yeah. actually halloween Some there was like mischief spikes candy you might like get sick there was a lot of mystery we were also allowed to be out till like two in the morning i always looked forward to it it was pretty dangerous like the movies were accurate now there's a curfew there's like set routes Kids can't do whatever they want. I mean, this year, obviously, they can't even do anything, but that's not their fault. But just in general, you could do whatever you wanted. There was a house in our neighborhood that just, (laughs) there's a couple different ones, but one that just gave out cans of pop, like that Mm -hmm. was like just normal. Like, eh, fuck it, I'll just give them drinks. I've had that. We had that. It was uh, pop and and Doritos. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. 
Yeah. I'm definitely down for that mix. <laughs> Those are things that I, I ate right away. You like, you don't want to pop in your bag. So it's like, all right, I guess I'll eat this now. But there was definitely some others that you're like, Ooh, this looks like it was like made here. And I don't know. About that. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants homemade candy. Um, my red zone rant. I, I can't recall if I've mentioned this previously, but pumpkin beer, it's just terrible. Yet it always gets this huge push around Halloween. Like, we don't want it. Just get it out of here. And all around the subject, like literally anything like pumpkin food or drink related, I, I'm just not about it. Like, if anybody liked it that much, they would just do it do a year all long. the time. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we don't want it. That's been my that's been my thoughts on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for a while. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, if y'all like this dry turkey, why don't you eat it all the time? Right. If we're doing Thanksgiving right, let's have like ribs and pizza and like yes. fucking Italian beefs. Like yes. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm saying if there's one day a year that we're dedicating to eating, I would I would personally vote for different options. I would too. Okay. We're on the same page. Week seven recap. Overs went seven, six, and one. Away teams winning again, eight and six against the spread. Underdogs, nine and five against the spread. That makes season to date overs 54, 49, and two. Away teams are now 57, 46, and two against the spread. And underdogs are 58, 42, and two against the spread. Nothing really new here except, I don't know, keep looking out for those away teams, right? Yeah, I mean, all this makes sense. Dogs and away teams, right? People love favorites. They love the home teams, and it's overemphasized every single year. So no shocker there. Getting into week eight, we got buys this week for the Cardinals, Texans, Jags, and Washington football team. Before we get into Thursday night, we got some theories. What do you got, Theo? It's alive! Oh, that fellow at Radio Shack said I was mad. Well, who's mad now? <laughs> yeah, so one of them is uh, how do you Big favorites to you against the spread. So big, big is capitalized, right? Big. Uh, so I, I was looking at favorites of seventeen and a half plus specifically. Uh, favorites of that margin cover sixty point five percent against the spread since twenty ten. So Chiefs and Jets. Chiefs are upwards of. It's been at twenty and a half. It's started to shift the other direction a little bit, but. Um, history has definitely favored the big favorites. History favors the bold. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what they say. Following away favorites after a buy. So we've talked about this one before, but covers a 60.3% against the spread since 2010. Uh, so the Colts are in the situation this week. Uh, following favorites of seven plus on Monday night football, 56.9% against the spread. So this would be the Bucks hovering into double digit territory. All right, getting to Thursday night football. Before I do, one last question for you. What's your favorite Halloween-themed song? Oh, man. Um, a few. Yeah, I was going to say the, the one that came to my brain the fastest was Monster Mash, but I, I don't know what else I got. Did you know Brian, my brother, does oh, yeah. karaoke yeah. I like, do. all year yeah. long? I, I'm aware. All right, Shout let's get into it. Thursday night football. <laughs> We got the Falcons and the Panthers. Oh, yeah, pause. So for each of these, I don't know if you did the same. I'm comparing each of these matchups. I, <laughs> I figured you. you 
All right, so for each of these matchups, I'm going to tell you what Halloween bar or candy it's compared to. So you can just react to these. We don't need two of them. Falcons, Panthers, Panthers are minus two and a half, 64% of the actions on the Panthers. Total here is 49. Uh, this is like a Kit Kat bar because the, the Panthers are kitty cats. Yeah, makes sense. Unwind. Panthers won 23-16. That was in, I don't have this here, but week two or three. Reminder that there was no Julio Jones in that game, but I still have the same thoughts I've had on the Panthers all year. They can find success if they fix their red zone issues, and the Falcons' D is 28th in red zone scoring percentage. Um, I think we're still probably underrating this Panthers team. They're impressive every time I watch them. They've been competitive with Vegas, the Bucks, the Bears, the Saints. They have wins against the Chargers in Arizona. And if you look at advanced stats, their number one ranked defense in terms of yards per attempt should be able to eliminate the deep threat. They're making great second-half adjustments last week against the Saints. They only allowed six points in the second half. So when it comes down to it, Thursday night, we always say that you should trust who has the coaching advantage. I believe that the Panthers do here. Falcons also continue to prove they can't put full games together, and their D just cannot make big stops. I'm going to trust Teddy. I'm going to trust Panthers to to execute, put a put a good game plan together in a short week. And I love that I'm getting under three at, at two and a half. So if we have that, I like it a lot. Trend since 2013, teams that have won game one have won 58% of the time in game two. So that's the Panthers here. And obviously with the two and a half, the thinking there is a straight up win will most likely be an against spread win. Uh, I like the Falcons. I don't love this game, but um, we, we've talked about the Falcons offense previously, fourth in total yards, 401 yards per game. 13th in points. The defense has been a disaster, but the Panthers' offense isn't necessarily groundbreaking. This is definitely a game that the Falcons can win. And for me, it, it's kind of like a point where they won't lose every week. And um, with the offensive power that they have, there is going to be a game that they're going to take. And for me, I think this is just one of those. Um, Christian McCaffrey is deemed a long shot to play Thursday. Um, he was recently taken off of IR and I, I do think that that is slightly skewing the line, um, in an assumption to the public that there is more of a chance that he could play than what seems reasonable to me. So I, I lean the Falcons here. Uh, yeah, the, the argument for me against the Panthers is that like, you usually like to – all these against the spread stats for Teddy are typically when he's an underdog. It's like rarely do you have him in a situation where he's a favorite. And also the, the public's all over Carolina here. So I get it. Also with Corona, don't like putting in teams early on Thursday games for the contest because just not sure what kind of shit will happen, you know? Yep, hear that. All right, Sunday, let's get into it. Colts, Lions, Colts here, minus two and a half actions about split, totals 50 and a half. Comparing this to Skittles, because everyone loves Skittles. I think everyone's going to be all over the Colts, but I'm going to house a handful of Skittles as well. I like the Colts here. Again, love that we're getting under three. They fit, they fit that trend of a way favorite off a of bye, specifically the Colts. I have it here somewhere, 10-4-1 against the spread in their last 15 games following a bye week. And the Lions just won two straight on the road. It's really hard for a team like the Lions, who 
you know, aren't a top tier team to win three in a row, especially when they just had two on the road. Now you have to face a well-rested Colts team. Detroit's 26 in sack percentage, so Rivers should have time. But I'm not really betting on Rivers here. I'm just trusting the Colts' defense. They're second in opponent yards per game, second in passing yards per game, and third in rushing yards per game allowed. Yes, a lot of those were against teams that don't have a great winning percentage, but neither do the Lions here. I'll back the Colts. Colts really haven't turned on the running game. Lions are a team you can run on, so... I think maybe they fix those issues. They have a good offensive line during the during the bye week, and the Lions are three and ten against the spread in their last thirteen games in Detroit. Um, I don't really have a reason to back the Lions. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Colts here. I think I've been uh, convinced on this game in particular. Uh, so they do fit the model of away favorites after a bye, sixty point three percent against the spread, as we've uh, mentioned previously. Uh, two teams with nearly identical offenses from my perspective, and the Colts definitely win the defensive battle. So you mentioned the stat on yards against uh, fourth in total points allowed, 19.2 points per game. They're plus 42 in point differential versus the Lions, minus nine. Uh, Lions are one and seven against spread at home and three, nine and one against the spread as a dog. So I, I like the Colts here. Vikings Packers Packers are anywhere from six and a half to seven 80 percent of the money's on the Packers total here is 55 this is like a warhead to me because you put it in it's super sour you don't want to do it but then after it actually is a pretty good taste in candy and I it's think sweet. yeah I think I have to unfortunately back the Vikings here you have to know like when Ooh. to jump on and off these teams yeah that's like a warhead and Last week, the Packers were in a great bounce back spot. I think it's time to jump off them now. Second straight week, public public has been all over Green Bay. We've talked about Vegas doesn't just give away money, and this is just playing with fire for the second straight week if you want to bet on Green Bay. Reverse line movement went from seven to six and a half, even though Minnesota is only getting 20% of the action. few stats, Vikings are surprising second in yards per play and first in yards per completion. They're also six in rushing yards per game. So if they can keep Rodgers off the field, they're coming off a bye. I trust in Zimmer to probably put a game plan together that relies on running the ball. Young defense should hypothetically improve, but I mean, they are 29th in QB rating allowed. So I could see Rodgers just having another psycho game, but this is just a game. I think numbers say to back the, to back the Vikings and the Packers did win 43, 23 in week one, but I rewatched that game. It was eight, seven Packers with 40 seconds left in the first half. And then a few big plays here and there really change it. Then it kind of turned into a blowout. So I don't think I want to put this into the contest, but I, I do lean lean Vikings. I'm definitely going to take the package here. I, I just think they're far superior to the Vikings and um, pretty much everything. I, I expected this to be upwards of nine and a half to 10. I think the reason that it's maybe not is dependent on the return of Delvin Cook, which would obviously be a pretty significant change for the Vikings offense. Um, But I do have comfort in this line taking the team that has been putting up 32.8 points per game, second in the league, plus 38 margin versus the Vikings being minus 37. Um, I I did expect this to be a little bit um, bigger in terms of the line. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the Packers at seven and less. Well, Theo and I have been doing a little side action recently, so maybe this will be one of them that we have to yeah, do a I think side so. action. 
Well, it's going to be health dependent, but yeah. Like your health? No, Mr. Cooks. <laughs> Mr. Cook. All right. We'll table that for now. Definitely not in the contest. Jets, Chiefs, this is like a bucket of candy outside. You're not supposed to take a lot, but I think I'm going to take a lot anyway. Oh, There's God. 19 and a half points that you have to take. 60% of the actions on the Chiefs, the total is 49. I think I'm not explaining it right. I want I want the Chiefs here. I'm not taking the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got that. Jets got their cover last week. Bills scored 15 field goals, something like that. Maybe it was only six. I don't know, but... I don't think you're going to stop Mahomes in the red zone like the Jets did against the Bills. They fit that bill of teams favored by 17 and a half or more. Yeah. Do you know how many yards the Jets had in the second half last game? 50. Four. They had four (laughs) total offensive yards in the second half. That's the fewest yards a team has gained in a half in 40 years. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell revenge game. Feed the man. Trends. Jets are two and eight against the spread in their last ten games on the road. Chiefs are fourteen and two against the spread in their last sixteen games. Which we keep saying it, but like I really haven't respected that. Like if you just bet on the Chiefs every week, you're winning basically all the time. Now you got a Jets yep. team that uh, can't score. So I don't know. Get twenty-one zero Chiefs. Give it to me. Yeah, I, I can definitely see the Chief, Chiefs covering. Um, there are a lot of games I really like this week, and if this becomes the norm as far as spreads getting this high, I can definitely get used to it. But just being so off-base from the norm, I, I think it's just something I'm probably going to stay away from. Yep, it's a but lot of points. I, I, I could definitely see it, though. Like, I, I would definitely lean towards the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, the Chiefs could just go up 21-0 and literally shut down, and the Jets just score some last second. It could even be a field yeah, goal to cover. I think my fear is, like, teams just don't get up for games like this. Like, we see yeah. that all the time, right? Because they know they're going to win. There, There is close to a 0% chance that they're going to lose, right? Yep. So I, I think everybody that's playing in this game already knows that, and it makes it a little bit less exciting to get ready for it. Well, Raiders Browns, this is like the uh, fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. Like, they just leave a bad taste in your mouth, and that's what the the Browns did. Have you ever had those? Um, I have. Now that you say it, it it's been years, but I get what you're saying. There's just they're still chocolate, but they're like candy you just don't flavor. know what's happening. Yeah, Browns minus two and a half, sixty four percent of the actions on the Raiders. Total here is fifty four. I really don't like this game, but if you're forcing me to pick, I'll probably back the Browns again. You're getting under three points. The public was all over them last week. Now they jumped off, and, like, the Browns basically covered. They did everything they needed to, minus a missed extra point. Capping the Browns is pretty simple. If you can give Baker time, you should back him. If you if you don't give him time, fade him. He's one of the, the worst quarterbacks under pressure, but when he has time, I think I saw something he was like had the his completion percentage on third down when he has time is something out of control. Vegas is 28th in sack percentage. Um, can't really rush the quarterback. They're near the bottom of the league in all defensive categories. I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. Maybe Miles Garrett. He's first in sacks, first in forced fumbles, so he should be able to get to Carr. But the Raiders also have a great offense and. Cleveland has proven that their defense really is nothing special, if not pretty bad. So 
Besides the side, I like the over more. Raiders over has hit in every game this year. It's 5-1 and one in Cleveland's last six games. Browns, Browns D has given up 37, 38, 23, 38, 20, 30, and 38 points. And the Browns have the 30th ranked passing defense. So in a game with two struggling defenses and a total that is dipping, it's at 52.5 right now. Maybe I'll wait till that gets a little lower and then I'll, I'll hit the over. Uh, I'll take the Raiders. I, I've been waiting for a good spot to take them. Um, I think I've probably mentioned this past maybe three weeks or so, but I've, I've I've said that I think that they've been turning, and I think this is probably the best spot yet. So the Browns are coming off this last second win. The Raiders are coming off a big loss to the Bucks. Raiders have a top 10 offense, 11th in points, 10th in total yards, 4th in third down completion rates. They're similar teams defensively, and really the Browns are – still overinflated from what I'm seeing and from their record. Um, but as far as the teams that they played and winning and losing, winning and losing, uh, they lost to the Ravens. Uh, they have two wins against the Bengals. They have a win against the football team, a win against the Cowboys, a win against the Colts, and a loss against the Steelers. So as far as looking at their schedule, I, I think there's really one quality win, which is against the Colts. Um, and I think this is a really good spot to take the Raiders. All right, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a strong feeling either way, so I'll just bet the over, enjoy the game. Steelers, Ravens, Ravens minus three and a half opened at around six, which is a little ridiculous. Sixty-three percent of the actions on the Steelers total here is forty-six and a half. This is just your your king size candy bar because this is a this is a nice matchup. You're gonna want to watch it. You're gonna want every part of it. Um, this is a tough one, but I think there, there's trends that back both teams like Tomlin as an underdog is I think 22 and 10 against the spread on the road against teams above 500 but the Ravens are obviously off a bye they are nine and three against the spread following a bye under John Harbaugh I can never say his name Harbaugh Um, but the Raiders are just five and 12 against the spread in their last 17 is home favorites overall so I think this is one where you look at those trends and I, I really don't get anything out of them. What I would say is that Steelers just had a massive win. This is an awful spot for them facing the Ravens off a of bye. Eileen Ravens, I don't love it. And I've just seen Lamar in these big games shut down, which is worrisome. Steelers rush defense has been incredible. So I, I'm not at a point yet that I want to bet against the Steelers. It's just such a bad spot for them. And you have a Baltimore team who's minus four and only getting 37% of the action. I usually like to, to back those favorites, um, but I don't love it. Yeah. I'd have to lean to the Ravens as well. That, however, the line is shifting towards the Steelers, which is not a great sign, but this is just a game that's a little bit of a unnecessary risk. These are two great teams and I'm, I'm definitely not betting against the Ravens. That's not going to happen. Um, I'm just going to stay away from this one. Cool. Titans, Bengals. This is like those seasonal candies. Like you, they got like dark chocolate Kit Kat or like weird flavored Snickers that you're like, White I, chocolate. Don't, I don't really want to touch this, but, uh, it intrigues me. The first bite's all right. Yeah. And then that's a good point. There's weird candies like that. They, they just don't, you don't want to keep eating them after yeah, the first you're like, fight. Whoa, whoa, this is like a lot going on here. I've had enough. Give me the normal shit. Bengals plus six. 24% of the actions on Cincy. Total here is 54 and a half. 
If you take away that Bills blowout, the Titans have won four games by a combined 12 points, one of those with an overtime win. And then for the Bengals, if you remove the Baltimore blowout, they've had four losses by a combined 15 points. So the majority of both these teams' games are close. Um, Most importantly, it seems like Burrow's just a recipe for constant backdoor covers, and plus six is certainly a number that he can – he can hit with that back door at the last second. Titans 31st in red zone scoring defense. They've given up a ton of points, 27, 36, 30, and 30. But, I mean, the Bengals have probably one of the worst defenses in the league. Another game, I'm going to hit the over. Hard to trust either of these defenses. Neither of them get pressure. And I don't have the stat in front of me, but the Titans overs under Tannehill have just been crushing. But, yeah, lean Bengals situation where you got a home dog only getting – I think like 28 under 30% of the action. Yeah, I like the Bengals here. The the line has shifted too much in the Titans' direction that there's now a value created on the Bengals. So no shock that they're heavily backed. Uh, The Bengals have had a lot of close wins, as you mentioned. And I do think this is another one that they can definitely keep close. They have opposite records straight up, which I definitely like as far as uh, a betting perspective. I think they're very similar teams defensively. I think really it comes down to if the Bengals can convert offensive efficiency into touchdowns that they can win. They've looked good in all other stats offensively, but they've so far had a 50% touchdown rate in the red zone, which is 28th in the league. But as you mentioned, the Titans are 31st in um, red zone scoring defense. Yeah. Exactly. So so I think that's a little mismap where the Bengals can potentially take advantage of that and hopefully change that this week. So I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, and there's just like you gotta you gotta remember some of these games that the Titans had. They they only beat Denver by two, Jacksonville by three, Minnesota by one, and Houston in overtime. So a lot of people are looking at that Pittsburgh game and seeing them coming back and it was like how much of that was due to Pittsburgh kind of shutting down. Um, Titans team just right now, especially their defense, not someone you can really trust. So I like I like Burrow to get some points. Rams, Dolphins. This is this is an easy one. It's like the airhead mystery flavor. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't you don't know what like you're gonna always, get here. You don't even know what it is. It's always white. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like the they expect you they expect you to eat and be like, that's definitely strawberry. It's yeah, probably but you're like, I don't know, it's like some kind of berry. <laughs> yeah, and then you move on to the next candy. I don't know. Dolphins plus three and a half action split totals forty nine. Tua has upside, but can you bet on a QB, rookie QB that is off a of buy? It's it's almost like I would rather have him come in during a game or like during a short week where he doesn't have that much time to just think about what's going to go on. Uh, I, ju- I personally just don't know what I'm going to get from Tua. So you have the Rams defense twos, 12th in yards per carry fourth in yards per play. And I don't know, I think probably just bet the under Rams defense has been good. Probably some mistakes from the dolphins and Tua, even if you get uh, some good production from him, he's probably due for a turnover or two. So I, I don't I don't really see any reason to bet this side. Don't even yeah. really have a lean. Yeah, I, I typically like taking teams with a quarterback change, but it, I just feel this is so much pressure on Tua's shoulders, especially after 
Um, Fitz getting benched and like a lot of the support from pretty much everybody in his defense that it probably wasn't the greatest move. Um, while coming off a bye and they've had a little bit more time together as an offense, I'm just not totally sure it's enough. And as far as um, getting enough reps with the offense, so um, I feel the same way. This, this is just a game of too many unknowns, and I'm going to stay away. Cool. Patriots-Bills. This is like a spiked candy. You can't touch this. I don't think you can touch this game. Bills minus four. 28% of the money's on New England. Totals 42 and a half. Pats, three straight losses by a combined score of 77 to 28. I don't really know what's up to this. Te- uh, what's up with this team? They have offensive line problems. Cam looks off. He was nine for fifteen last game with ninety-eight yards, no touchdowns, three picks, and was benched. Um, last week, I said I don't know if you're going to have a chance to buy lower on the Pats, and I was wrong. You can probably do it here, but the Bills' defense has looked. They looked very bad until that Jets game when they allowed only four yards in the second half. But that's the Jets. They're still twenty-fifth against the run. Pats are fourth in rushing yards per game, and Bill's offense just can't seem to score a touchdown. Um, for me, this is a wait and see on the injury report. I think it's up in the air for both teams. Um, Bill's second and third down conversion, Pats are 24th, so they have an advantage there, but I did just talk about the Pats' advantage with the rushing game. I, I just don't know what to think of this this past team right now and if there's an opportunity for Cam to come back or if he really is just just that off right now. I was very close to taking the Pats, but I, I think they're probably my sixth pick. Um, but I think this is going to be the best spot you'll get on them all year with a lower total, Pats coming off a big lust. Ultimately, I, I, I do think that I have trust in Belichick to figure it out. There's also a lopsided record effect uh, for the Patriots and Bills straight up, which I'd like to see from a betting perspective. The Bills are minus four in point differential. Uh, So despite their record, this is extremely alarming. So this is the exact same thing that we saw with the Bears last week, who are minus two on the season. And that's why both of us were a little bit uh, hesitant to take them plus six against the Rams team, despite being five and one. So there's a lot of concern with that differential there. And all of the Bills games have been very close. Um, so, So I'll take the pass with the points. Cool. So a number of games we haven't loved. Everyone listening is like, well, what games do you like? Well, my friends, there's about three or four coming up that I'm a big fan of. Starts with Chargers Broncos. I don't know where your head's going to be at here, but I'm comparing this to payday because I'm about to get paid from this game because I'm going to bet it and I'm going to win it. Pretty confident in it. Also payday, they're pretty underrated. And having said that, underrated, I think, right now in this spot is probably the Broncos. Herbert finally getting some attention off his first win, facing Drew Locke, who's been terrible. Denver, team that just got blow out, blown out. So it's like a complete reversal of roles here where you have teams with a similar record, but the public loves this Chargers team. I just, just remember how hard it is for QBs to go into Denver and win these games. And Denver, they've just haven't performed, but they still have a great defense. I think a lot of the teams I like this week are teams that I'm going to rely on their defense and just hope I can get something from their offense. 
Denver, ninth in opponent yards per play, seventh in opponent yards per pass attempt, and seventh in opponent rushing. Broncos have been competitive. They lost the Titans by two, the Steelers by five. Got crushed by the Bucks, but that was with Driscoll in the game. They beat the Jets, the Pats, and then they lost to KC in a game that not a lot you can take away from snow games like that. And those four losses that they've had have been to teams with a combined record of 22-4. and four. So if I can get a little bit from Jerry Judy, a little bit from Drew Locke, um, I would love it. But I, my main thing here is to fade Herbert. He's finally getting some attention and roll with the, the home team getting some points. I like the Chargers at minus three, uh, fifth, fifth in total yards, fifth in passing, seventh and third down conversion rate. They just haven't translated their offensive effect into points. They've been in every single game despite their record. I honestly think this could be a blow. So I'll take the Chargers minus three. And if you want to put $1 million, and then I'm, I'm good with that as well. Yeah, that's just a – nobody knows how much we're actually betting. It could be thousands, but this is definitely one, yeah, I think I'm going to want to bet with you. Saints-Bears, this is hundred grand because I'm going to bet hundred grand on this game. Bears are plus four, 37% of the actions on the Bears. Total here is 43.5. Right before the Bears-Rams started, I wrote – I started this week eight note sheet just to, to remember my thoughts right before kickoff, and I wrote – The silver lining of the Bears losing tonight is that I can bet them against the Saints next week. And perfect situation where once the Bears, I knew they are going to lose, I was like, let's just get blown out so we can get a good number here. We got it at plus four. Bears off a Monday night loss. Public was all over them last week. Now they're off of them. Um, That Bears D, even though, like, they just keep getting put in bad spots. And I actually thought, like, Teams usually shut down near the end of the game, and they were still getting fired up for, like, stopping a few late-game runs. They had the uh, defensive score when the game was already out of question. And their first in completion percentage allowed number one in red zone defense, second in QB QB rating allowed, and sixth in opponent yards per play. Um, Breeze hasn't looked like himself. I've been fading Breeze for a while here. It's just another situation of a team that I'm going to rely on their defense, hope I can get some production from the Bears, who usually can turn around like a little bit. We've seen what they can do with terrible offenses in the past, and the Saints' D hasn't been super impressive, giving up 23, 34, 37, 29, 27, and 24 points. And the Saints are 31st in opponent red zone scoring percentage. So, Give me the Bears at plus four at home. Uh, This is a familiar team. I feel like they always play each other hard. So even if the Bears lose, which I hope they don't, I think it'll be by a a lower score. Um, To me, this just feels like an unnecessary risk game. I I definitely lean to the Bears after a bad loss this past week as well as a lower total. But I I, I do agree that at the end of the day, it's a bet on the defense. We all know the story there. Um, I... There is a little bit of concern with the Saints staying on the field. What do you mean? Um, that they can basically control the game. Got it. By Got it. Okay. Keeping Understood. their offense on the field. Got it. All right. So you lean Bears, but you you don't really like it. Yeah, I don't love it. 49ers Seahawks. I got dum-dums because I can't get out of these dum-dum teams right. Both of them are teams I have – these are probably the two teams I've done the worst on this year. Maybe you're in the dumb dumb. Yes, that's actually accurate. Seahawks are minus two and a half, 55% of 
of the actions on the Seahawks totals 54. Both teams riddled with injuries. Don't really even know who the Seahawks running back will be at this point. 49ers just all season. We know, we all know the story. This Seahawks defense, as they prove, have proven week to week, is just terrible. Um, it is Russell Wilson off a loss, 49ers off a big win. So you like there. You like that you're getting uh, the Seahawks either at three or 2.5. Obviously, Seattle, or I should say San Francisco, has to travel cross country. Um, so I guess I lean the Seahawks, but I, I don't really love it. Yeah, I'm not touching this one. Um... I, I think the Chris Carson injury is substantial and depending on what happens there, it's kind of up the air. And and then as far as the 49ers, it, it, it's just hard to have seen enough at this point. Um, this, this is definitely not a game I want to touch. Cool. Cowboys, Eagles. I got nerds because the NFC East is filled nerds. with a bunch of nerds. Eagles are seven and a half point favorites all the action all the money's on philly total here is 43 and a half cowboys 0 and 7 against the spread and now are likely starting ben denucci a seventh round rookie third stringer this is a massive public play but i don't see any reason not to back the the eagles cowboys offensive line is awful philly's third and sack percentage have a great d line we just saw what a great defensive line could do to the cowboys in uh, the washington football team once it's heating up, Eagles are off extended rest. I know the Eagles Eagles have a ton of injuries themselves, but Wentz seems good enough that he just finds – it doesn't matter who the backup is. He just finds these receivers and tight ends, whoever they put in there. Keep an eye on injury report, but I like the Eagles. Um, definitely not touching this game. Um, every bone in my body wants to take the Cowboys, but there's just no way I can at this point. Um, and I, I, I think it's – been addressed many times about how I feel about the Eagles and to see them as a favorite of more than seven plus is crazy to me, regardless of which quarterback you're playing. Um, I'm not touching this one. All right. Final game, Bucks Giants. These are like, uh, it's like loose Starbursts that we talked about, not the pack of two. They're just sitting there in your, your Halloween bag. You're not sure if you should really eat it or not. I, like, should I eat this Starburst? That's the the Buccaneers. They're ten. Uh, it depends what flavor it is. That's true. Let's assume that it's pink flavored. Then probably all over them. Only twenty percent of the actions on the Giants. Brady's heating up. Their defense is good. Second in sacks now. Face fumbling. Danny Dimes. Um, it, it is a bit of a letdown spot, and the Giants' defense has been de- decent. Thirteenth in sacks per game eighth ranked running defense. I just can't imagine betting against Brady in prime time where he's probably going to try to light it up. Giants have kept games close, lost by one of the Eagles, three to the Cowboys, nine to the Rams, four to the Bears, and 10 to the Steelers. Um, but Giants are a team that they're, they're 4-0 against the spread on the road, but they're 0-3 against the spread at home. So I kind of wish I jumped on the Bucks for the past few weeks because I called at the beginning of the season that it would take them a few weeks to get things going, and that's exactly what happened. Um, so should have faded them early on, and I think I did, but then I should have just been on them the past three weeks. Now you have a line that's probably a bit overinflated, but uh, I don't know. The Bucks just look really good. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not going against the Bucks. I, I lean the Bucks for sure. I hate the hook. Um, 
upwards of ten and a half. Um, I, I don't love this game, but I would definitely favor Torsen. All right, so so what's in the running at this point, even? As you heard Theo say, we did not align on much this week, so had to do some some discussing. We are both on Colts minus two and a half, both through in a few games here, so we are also going with Bears plus four, Bengals plus six, Chiefs minus 19 and a half, and then Theo convinced me on the Raiders plus two and a half. All right, let's do it this week, everyone. Have a happy Halloween. Enjoy let's do it. whatever you're doing. And, uh, and spooky. on social write us a spooky review on our podcast and head on over to bettercoverage.com for further picks analysis we will see you next week see ya later <laughs>